Welcome to episode number 65, Millennials. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I am here with Goose, yep. Manny, you. and Gabe. Uh, this is titled Millennials. In this episode, the crew dives into an array of interesting hot topics. We discuss being a millennial, technology, education, and society. We talk about how we grew up, our views, and our overall approach on life as a millennial. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Audi, Cornish, and Kabir Seagal. All right, so if you're new, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. We appreciate that. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Um, As you can tell, we are all here, our millennials. So we are going to dive into the, quote, hot topic. It's just, to me, basically a buzzword. Um, So I like to define things. I'm just going to go through the last, whatever, four generations uh, you know, that are actually still living. So the baby boomers, born between 1946 and 1964. Generation X, born between 1965 and 1980. But it's weird because these numbers kind of get argued over when the actual clear dates are. Uh, Generation Y slash millennium, born between 1981, which also has an asterisk to 2000, but you also hear into the mid-2000s and you also hear from 1980 to mid-2000s. And then Generation Z, Slash boomlets, uh, born after 2001. Again, that's, uh, you know, for some reason, there's no definitive things. If you look it up, just look up a generation and go to five different websites, you're probably going to get five different numbers. Mm -hmm. That's exactly, I never thought, like, I was considered a millennial. I thought it was, like, younger than, like, maybe 90 and and later. Yeah. Um, So, there you have it. Um, uh, With that, we wanted to actually read a very interesting article that I found was, uh, you know, interesting from H shrm.org it's titled labeling millennials is it misguided and discriminatory um so actually we're gonna have gabe read it since it's so long and i you know i know you guys get tired of listening to my voice so <laughs> lazy unfocused demanding overly dependent if an hr manager caught you labeling all workers older than 50 this way he or she would haul you aside for a chat on age discrimination yet these terms are frequently used in news articles, books, speeches, and yes, workplaces, to characterize the entire generation known as millennials. It's become common at many companies to view millennials, born between 1980 and early 2000s, as requiring special attention and expertise. A whole industry of speakers and consultants has sprung up to advise employers on how to hire them, keep them, treat them, and handle them. Are millennials just typical young adults? Allison Green, author of the popular Ask a Manager blog, wrote in September 22, 2014, issue of the U.S. News and World Report, that most of the stereotypes people attribute to millennials are about what generations they happen to belong to. They're about being young and inexperienced in the work world, she wrote. This generation is far from the first group of 20-somethings to find entry-level work boring, not understand the concept of paying their professional dues, bridal address codes, and office norms, or yearn to have more of a voice in office decision-making. In short, Green wrote, the traits and behaviors commonly attributed to millennials are about being inexperienced, not about being born between 1982 and 2004. Lindsay Pollock, a millennial workplace expert and author and spokeswoman for the Hartford Financial Services Group Incorporated, agreed that millennials are young, inexperienced employees who, like previous generations, have basic needs such as training and leadership development. The difference between millennials and younger workers of decades ago is what kind of training millennials want and need, when they need it, where and how it is delivered, and why, she said. For instance, millennials' behaviors and values often stem from their immersion in technology, she said. They grew up with computers, cell phones, the internet, and social media, expecting speedy responses to their questions, and benefiting from instant interaction with friends and coworkers. This translates to a need for frequent and regular feedback from managers. Millennials are digital natives, who value an educational experience such as field trip or online class rather than traditional in-person training in a classroom setting, she said. Millennials have been coached and mentored their whole lives. That's why they value mentoring at work. Years of research from organizations, companies, and government agencies have shown that millennials 
are changing everything from our culture to the workplace. Companies will succeed when they meet the needs of this giant generation of 80 million people with an estimated spending power of 600 billion every year. Boom. All right. So obviously that was a little lengthy, but uh, as we talked about, you know, chopping this article up, I just figured let's just give them the whole thing Uh, just because I thought there are some valid points in there, some, you know, you know, some good uh, uh, ideas that, you know, brought something to the table that kind of like made me tilt my head. Um, actually for some of the stuff that I never even thought about. Um, so, uh, I do like how it started off. It's very interesting. I remember, uh, you know, one of my uncles trying to get a job basically in his fifties and he faced age discrimination, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. That's basically what they're doing to the millennials. Yeah. Uh, first of all, let's just even go back on the whole, just a whole labeling thing. And it's fine to label you know, a group of people and that's what you are because of the definition, right? You're born from 1980 to early 2000s, but that's where it ends. That's where, that's only where the definition should stop. Yeah. People, a whole blanket statement. Yeah. So now people are filling the, you know, the world with the, you know, basically blanket statements of an entire generation. And, uh, you know, 95% of them are basically negative. Um, what I find interesting is, is if you did it to the other generations, they would react in a much different way. Yeah. Um, and I, a lot of stuff is like, oh, they say, you know, like in the beginning of the article, it says, um, you know, lazy, unfocused, demanding, overly dependent. Um, you, the people who are defining that are people who aren't millennials. Mm-hmm. That's right. what drives me crazy. Yeah. Um, and you also got to think, growing up, we had our hands in technologies. Wait till you see what the boomlets are going to do. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. Yeah. Um, we grew up in an era where we didn't necessarily always... Well, I grew up in 1985. Or I was born in 1985. Um, so my brother... And my youngest of three boys. So my brothers, by the time the one was already five, there was already video games and stuff in my house. So I always yeah. had something electronic mm-hmm. in our house. Um, so with that being said... We operate differently. We yeah. see the world differently. We see it in a techno- through a lens of technology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everything in technology is what? Faster, bigger, yeah, better. Absolutely. As technology increases, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's moving at such a fast pace. The biggest joke is like once you buy a computer, there's already a newer version out yeah. next mm-hmm. week. Six months, mm-hmm. it's obsolete. Yeah. So it's constantly boom, boom, boom. So it's like, oh, you know, that millennials are... Um, always seem to be bored with everything. But if that is where, how we grew up is the toys that you, the generation before us, bought yeah, us, exactly. right, and created, then you complain about the product it developed. It, it, that's, what, that's what drives me crazy. Yeah. Instead of trying to understand it and say, why do they act this way? Or why is it that when I grew up, X, Y, and Z? Okay, well, we grew up in two different eras um, where, you know, what if it was flip-flop? What, what if I grew up in your era? See, the thing is, I can go back to your era to some extent. You can't come back into mine. Meaning, you can take away all my technologies and I can obviously grow up how you grew up. Right? Mm-hmm. You yeah. can't, I can't throw technology back into your, te- your, your childhood. Yeah, exactly. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But we also um, grew up in a, in a transitional technology too. It was like... Yeah, and it wasn't that high end. No. Like when it first started. Well, even then, like we, we like us when we were young, we didn't have the cell phones and stuff like that. Now, right. like now... It's ubiquitous to everybody in the world has a, has a cell phone, but we grew up in the time where that wasn't we, a thing. You yeah, had like, to manually call somebody on the phone or a pay phone. Or yeah, like we were te- like late teens when I got my first cell phone. Some people m- might have it earlier, and before that, I got it, it was, after I graduated high school. Yeah, it was like pagers, and there's all yeah. other stuff. You know, like they had PDAs. Oh yeah. Um, there's all there was technology out there. It just wasn't. Now you got to think that the generation under us is not only getting those technologies at a much higher level um of technology and at a younger age yeah so it's even faster for them that's what i'm saying so what are we creating we're the transition guys where some uh, our childhood was like we were outside yeah um Mm -hmm. yes we had the video games but it wasn't as it is right now where it's everything's a video game like your phone is everything and then you go to you go from one screen to looking up at your tv to then looking at your tablet um, and then to even learning, you know, they have online classes now. You're just staring at a computer screen. Mm-hmm. Um, although they're, you know, when we get labeled, they're not understanding. When you label that whole thing, we are also c- 
they try to say like millennials aren't contributing to society, which makes zero sense. That actually makes no sense. I mean, for someone to actually say that, so what are we just not doing anything? Mm-hmm. You actually think we're not producing anything? It just got them saying we have we're spending sixty billion into this economy. Six hundred billion. Six hundred billion into this economy every year. So and there's eighty million of us. So it's it's clear just like off the bat. I just think that just as human beings. It might just be a natural thing to just point the finger. Um, and even they have stories of, oh, my, when my dad said, oh, back in my days, oh, I walked yeah. 20 miles. You kids have it easy. And it always goes from how hard they had it. Yeah. And that's what they're trying to tell us, how hard, how easy we have it. And in mm-hmm. the back of my mind, I'm thinking how easy my kid's going to have it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just a gen- every generation does it. They also do it with music. Oh, you kids listen to junk. We heard my mom say it. I mean, our parents say it. We heard their parents say it. Where I'm gonna probably say it to when James is starting listening to his own style of music. Oh, it's junk. You don't know. Yeah. It's, it's just that, a, uh, yeah, exactly. But that, but that too is like people stop at a certain age and stop accepting new things is what it is. And so music and stuff, you stop listening to new stuff, whatever. For stop accepting new technologies and stuff like that too, and just right. Stuck and in what they also stuck do. in their ways. I actually was just talking to a friend who was telling me that they they got this new. There's a new. Uh, he's 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 a C-suite leader I, I don't know what his title is but it's up there so he came in he was like late 20s like he's young uh probably like 28 29 years old came in and started implementing all this new changes for the strategic plan is that it's for the better um but to outsiders or people who are just on their last five years there and they're going to retire are throwing the biggest fits ever mm-hmm. sure um, cause you know, they're in a comfort zone. They just want to go in do their stuff. Well now technology's changing. So if, uh, you know, they're trying to be the leaders in their industry, you have to stay on the cutting yeah, edge of all that kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's what this guy's doing. And obviously if he's in a, you know, C-suite, it's, let's pretty much agree that he got hired for a reason. Yeah. Second of all, yeah. he's not the only one calling all the shots. He definitely has like a support system. There's definitely a board of directors or something that ha- this all has to go through who sure. are not a millennial. Right. You know I mean, what I'm saying? Yeah, there's checks and balances that has to go through. Absolutely. Sure. It's not like uh, the guy owns the company. He's yeah, just, exactly. you know, he's a C-level leader, which is huge. But the changes that he's making is making people uncomfortable. Yeah, of course. Uh, because uh, supposedly nobody, it's strategic, and, but nobody likes change. Yeah, no change, likes change. But my friend was telling me the biggest, the hardest part is the older, the older group. They're having the hardest time with it, mm-hmm. um, and that goes anytime you're you're doing that that level of reorganizes. Like when there you reorg a, a, a company, restructures. It, yeah, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter whether it's high level or low level. Right. There's going to be. First of all, there's going to be you know people shifted around. There's going to be people who aren't going to be working there for much longer, mm-hmm. um, just naturally. Mm-hmm. And then there's some people who just are going gonna go against the grain. Yeah, exactly. No matter what. Um, and I just I just think when you have to put yourself in our shoes, mm-hmm. right? Um, just like you, I feel like we're constantly forced or try, always trying to be constantly reminded of someone else's generation, yeah. like. Instead of letting our generation just live, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let it produce what it's producing. Mm-hmm. We need your help just as much as you need our help, mm-hmm. right? Somebody was just talking about Social Security. I'm like, all these people complaining, uh, you know, and they're talking about Social Security is not going to be non-existent for, uh, for us, mm-hmm. right? By, by, the time, by the time millennials ready to retire, there's not going to be Social Security there for us. But we're still paying into the system that the older generation created that never wasn't ever going to work. They knew it was going to fail, but just kept at it because they did. Um, but then, you know, we we are looked at as lazy or I don't even the, the the words. It makes no sense because I could see are there people that way? Absolutely, but there's people that way in every, every generation. generation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. I love the person who says something like that, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, dude, you're lazy. You're a lazy person. Like in the back of my mind, I'm like, what did you what did you produce in yeah. life that was so like grand that you can place an entire judgment on an entire you know age group? Um, that's what fa- I actually am fascinated by the topic. Or I actually the- think it's great for discussion too. I don't, I'm not like I'm not a not like a whiny like I'm not complaining about it. I just think it's interesting. I always say it's interesting. Or even like the um, for the fact that we have such different technology available now, and there's much different opportunities. Like what especially case in point what we're doing now like that wasn't a thing you know 
right. whatever, 20, 30 years ago. Right. Um, this podcast itself wasn't a thing. So, oh, do we, it was like, uh, we got a conversation with older relatives who say, oh, well, I, I worked hard when I was young. I was working hard. I'm like, what is to say that I'm not working hard? Who are you, are you unless you follow different. me and do it. Yeah. Just because it's different. They right. think it's not yeah. hard work. Um, and there's kids my age who do hard, like, like physical labor. If, if that's what you're trying that's, to define yeah. the physical labor. But then meanwhile, you know, where I'm using my brain for, for my work, right? I'm not saying he's not using your brain, but I'm saying I'm using, that's where, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a desk job. Yeah. But who's to say I'm not working hard? I'm busting my tail off day in and day out. If you came back and see what I did, I honestly believe whoever it is, whatever level you are and whatever background you have would appre- could have, would have an appreciation for yeah, what I do. Absolutely. Um, and I think when you look at life in that lens, I think I can relate to the baby boomers. I can relate to Generation um, X, to a boom, boomlet or whatever they're calling them. I've never heard that term before. Um, yeah, I never did. Either. I feel like I could relate to everybody if you actually sat in their shoes. Why do people? That's the that's the same judgment saying, um, you know, alcoholics are completely out of control people. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the most selfish people you ever meet. Right? If someone were to say that statement, it's like, okay, well. Are you in their shoes? Like you would probably understand why they do what they do because you're in their shoes. I'm not giving anybody an excuse, yeah. but you would at least you have an appreciation. Exactly. You would understand it. You don't know mm-hmm. what their life is day to day. Right. And how about this? How about instead of the complete critique, how about bringing it together and maybe show us something different or how, how can we close the gap? Because what you're teaching us is basically – what we should be doing to the next generation is basically like crush them and yeah. say, oh, no, you guys don't know anything. You're lazy. You don't get it. You're, you're quickly bored. Uh, you have no dress code. You don't know you know, you don't know don't what it's like to work hard, right? That makes no sense. What kind of an example are you leading? Shouldn't you actually be like holding our hand and like chucking us forward? Not holding our hand as in like babying us, but I mean like like they said, leading we've the been way. mentored. I don't even know what that even means. We've been mentored our whole life. That, that doesn't make no sense. Uh yeah, I had a parent. So yeah, yeah. Um, that makes no sense. I don't know. I don't understand. I don't know. Maybe somebody can explain that. Or maybe I just mentored. I guess mentored. I, I read it as mentored, as in you were exposed to a lot of things. The internet allows you to kind of culture yourself for you know, kind of have a, an evolution that prior generations didn't have. You can read about other cultures. You can read about other things. So it's easier to kind of get that perspective, even not having you know gone through it. Like the 1960s, the, you know, when the the space race was happening, it was a big deal, man. Yeah. Well, we can go back and just, you know, Google it and actually act like we were there. And actually, it was probably better because there are all these interviews now and all these uh, biographies and stories and, and shows made, you know, built around that premise where we probably have a more in-depth um, knowledge and understanding about what actually happened. Where the generations before lived through, I was like, oh, I saw you see the spaceship go up. And they'd read it in a paper, and that was it. That's kind of where it ended. Yeah. Um, so we we are very fortunate in that sense. Um, I think they're mad. Yeah. They're they're too. mad, and they're very, in my opinion, baby boomers are very comfortable. Yeah. They they were they were used to having mom at home, dad go to work, one car, go to school. You know, it it was a different kind of. You know, this is how I grew up, and when you grow up, right, that was the best because you associate, you know, being young. Most people, yeah, the good old days. So they see us now running around. You know, back then they would try to master whatever job they did because they wanted to be there for twenty years and get a pension. Right now, you know, millennials are like, man, five and I'm out, man. I need to try something new, something different to keep me going, and they can't understand that. And I feel like they're just so black and white about it. Like, listen. Maybe you don't understand me. It's not me not understanding what hard work. You don't understand me. And if you don't change, you know, I'm not going to be like, hey, let's let's talk about it. Because who wants to talk to somebody who doesn't want to be open and have dialogue yeah, about it? Exactly. They're just like, nah, you don't know what it's like. And then they turn away. They're like, all right, well, I get mad at you. I resent you. Because you're like, all right, well, I don't know then. Because then you're not willing to understand. Right. There's not an open dialogue to kind of understand one another. Because a lot of that, you know, my parents, my dad, they're very just black and white. I'll, yeah. Nah, you don't know what it's like to work hard. That's it. That's all you're gonna give me. That's it. That <laughs> with it. no explanation. Yeah, with no explanation. There's yeah. There's a lot that we we are we have our hands at being exposed to, and I actually think the generation behind us. I think they're gonna be even better at it mm-hmm. because we're their parents or their older siblings or whatever, mm-hmm. and we can basically basically guide them. It's like, oh, dude, just do X, Y, and Z. 
I feel like the shift is not going to be such that transition where it was from the baby boomers to yep. Generation X. I think we're going to be more likely to guide the next generation just because we understand. I just think we're uh, open, more open because of everything that we are you know, exposed to. Just with the internet alone, mm-hmm. um, the stuff that we have access to, how we even make money today yeah, mm-hmm. is totally different. Mm-hmm. How we even get paid mm-hmm. is different. Are we lazy because we got direct deposit to our <laughs> bank account or yeah. because you don't you want us to physically get a check and run to the bank before closing hours and cash it and then that and then 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 that's hard work. Yeah. Well, it's a technology that you created that we're taking advantage of and we're yeah, using exactly. it. We're utilizing it. We're exposing it. We're seeing more um, you know, we're socializing more in a different way. Mm-hmm. Oh, they closed off. They closed. Okay, really? Because we're on social media all day long, every day, communicating and connecting with people around the world. Something mm-hmm. you didn't do, mm-hmm. uh, or you didn't at least didn't have the opportunity to. It's just that it's different. It's mm-hmm. not that we're yeah. closed off and we don't communicate. Oh, whatever happened to blah blah blah. This is the world we're living in. Whether you made it, whether I made it, or I don't know whoever who I made it, that it's just that that's the reality of it. Um, I don't know. I don't know where you go from that when it comes to an understanding point. How do you not see something and say, "Yeah, times have changed." Mm-hmm. If that if for generations since the Earth has begun, yeah, times totally. have changed, sure. and you have to be. And then I'm saying, I'm not saying huge paradigm shifts. We just so happen to live in one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the last 150 years have gone so fast with progressive change. Mm-hmm. When you talk about going from even electricity mm-hmm. to, you know, so did the generation before that is like, oh, you don't know what it's like because we had to use candles. Yeah. <laughs> and then when the car came, so that generation before that is like, you don't know what it's like because we had to use horses. Yeah. Right? And then now I don't know what it's like because... Uh, we had to drive everywhere, and if we didn't drive, we took a boat and we took a ferry. You, now you have airplanes. What's the difference? The it's di- transportation. It's it, always it, faster. It is no, no. But what's the difference? And you, what? As far as those levels of change, you can un- they can understand those. Those changes are simple. Technology is almost too advanced. Mm-hmm. Like those are basic things. You have for for a car, you have a gas to go, life changes, and, and a brake to stop. Right? Yeah. yeah. So let's just think that's basic. You talk about technology now. I'm a millennial. I don't get on all the gram, the book, and all that. Right. I know I probably should. And shame on me if it leaves me in the dust and I get lost. That's my fault. But it's hard to grasp all these different... A phone is a difficult. It is a lot of moving parts. You got apps. You say, oh, well, go to your settings and, and, and check this app out. They're just used to text, you know, maybe a text and, and, a, and a phone call. So yeah. we move so quickly, and it's it's kind of, it's intricate. So the technology is a lot more vast, where there was just like those changes were simple. They were black and white. You have a refrigerator. Plug it in. Guess what? Your food's cold. Yeah, right. that, that you know was I mean? just a change of a certain type of thing. It was right. like, change, yeah. whatever. This is a change of lifestyle, essentially. Yeah. I mean, even in the baby boomers, uh, I think it was as early as like, or as late as maybe even 30s. Maybe this is something I need to look up, but refrigerators were small back yeah. in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. also, they didn't shop for the next two weeks. They shot for the next day or two. Yeah, Sometimes right. it's just for that day. Right. We're what, talking about under 100 years ago. Yeah. It's under, it's within 100 years mm-hmm. this was happening. Um, now we shop, me and my wife shop literally every two weeks. Right. I mean, obviously we go, you know, on weekends if we have you know yeah, something yeah. going on, we add to what we need and obviously you have to replenish milk and, you know, water and stuff like that. But So for them, right, They uh, to me they look at laziness, right? But when it was a benefit to them, it was convenient. Now all of a sudden we're lazy. Well, your convenience is, is the same thing. Your convenience is now my laziness? I don't yeah, understand. I just think we're getting more efficient on you exactly. Know, we're just exactly. getting more efficient. Yeah. It's the same thing. Even like 30 years ago, you didn't go to the grocery store and bought a buy a bottle of water. Are you now saying, oh, you're, that's lazy. You should you should have just yeah. drank out of there. Tap the fluoride water that's coming. Sometimes stuff is just better and you just have to agree with it. Yeah, yeah, right. Having this is just better. You know what I <laughs> yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. yeah, well, um, yeah, became buying bottled water was like a joke when it shaved for Yeah, I remember one time it came in. I saw it in a can. Like yeah. you bought like almost like, you know, like a soda can, a yeah. pop. Uh, and it was water in it. I guess they're just trying new things out to see what was more attractive. Obviously, the the, the plastic bottle stuck. And maybe, in, who knows, in 10 years, that's not nothing. No. Yeah. There's something in this room right now that we're using that in 10 years is going to be completely obsolete. I don't know what it is. Our brains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way to add to the conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just honestly think we are becoming in a more efficient specimen i just yeah. think all around um even even like 
when it comes to health. We're living longer. Yeah. We're lasting yeah. longer. Our teeth are whiter. Anyway, in health in general, mm-hmm. um, it's improved. You, you, yeah. you can see like the kids nowadays almost even look bigger and better than we were. I'm like, holy yeah. smokes, that's an eighth grader? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? The kid looks like a yeah. grown man. Um, and and just healthier. Like you look at a 30-year-old today, I was looking at mug shots from like, uh, I was like watching a documentary on like the mafia back in the 20s. Um, I was looking at like a mugshot from like Al Capone. I'm looking at the thing. The dude was like 33 years old. He looked like he was 55. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And everyone looked so aged uh, then. I mean, you're even talking about, I remember hearing stories from like my grandmoms and stuff uh, and, and older relatives talking about how they cured stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, when a baby was crying or whatever, like you would right. give them alcohol or whatever, like vodka for this and rum for that. That's how they were dealing with their issues, mm-hmm. right? When now we have a medicine or something, mm-hmm. something else to, to handle those things, those ailments, right? Yeah. And and so we're becoming a healthier human being. Are now we just mad about that too? And I think actually, I think you, you there's some level of truth to what you're saying when you said you think they're mad. I mean, again, it was a blanket statement. We're like doing back to them what we did, <laughs> yeah. they're doing to us. Exactly. But I do think there's that level of like. But I don't have that feeling for my son or like that generation. Well, that's what I mean, right? I don't. Yeah, right. I don't feel like oh, they're gonna have it so much better. I'm. I'm excited to see what's yeah. gonna be created. Yep. Actually, I'm like, I want to do it with you if, as well, long as I'm here. That's it. You just touched on it. That's why you're excited for it because I want to do it with you. I don't want to live in the day of you know uh, a laptop. Now they're tablets, right? You you don't want to just stay sedentary. You're not staying in your spot. You're gonna evolve with him, and that's what I feel. A lot of people. You know, in that generation, or not, didn't want to evolve because it got too much for them. Right. You know what I mean? They were mad at when computers came out, when machines came out. Why? Well, they're taking our jobs. I don't want. You know, there, uh, there's, there's some sort of resentment there that we got more efficient. You know, because it took away from them. So I don't know. That's just. I yeah, and bad. I actually, I do, I do think like they're becoming like replaceable. And it's yeah. something that they have to deal with. It's like yeah. a f- truth yeah. that they're they're heading out right into retirement stages or later stages of their careers. Um, some of them already retired, obviously. Yeah. Um, and it's it's that 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 thing in the back of your mind, like holy crap, I'm easily replaced. Yeah. And but that goes for us though. Sure, but see, right. as a millennial, I, we we, we know that already. Right, like right, right. somebody could replace me tomorrow. Right. And I'm you got to be on your toes with that. That's right. why we're trying to build. That's why we're hopping, you know, from one experience to another. When right. they said, "Oh, they're job hopping and stuff," well, yeah, like, and okay, well, you want us to have the experience. Right, 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 the exactly. resentment from what used to be a guarantee to now it's there's right. no guarantee. Yeah. Twenty years in a pension is no longer. Yeah, there, that's, that's not, not the th- that's not the case anymore. No, absolutely. Also, we want to travel. When back then they weren't actually traveling; they just mm-hmm. stood where they were. Now I can t- I can go to college and travel the world at the same time. Yeah. Because I, I I get a four year bachelor degree online. So as long as I have like a Wi-Fi connection, which this in ten years this is probably going to be a joke, but uh, as long as I have a Wi-Fi connection, I can go anywhere around the world and get a four-year degree uh, for a fraction of the cost of the going to the traditional college, right. the brick-and-mortar college right. that we got, you know, sucked into that whole thing, um, and 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 dealing with it, which I have no regrets. But there's definitely other ways that are now available. That I would think is again. Here we go. Efficient. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you want to travel the world? I do love the. I do feel though that college experience was something that you can't you can't put a dollar sign on. You yep. can't put. So it, for me, anyway, I'm, I can only speak for myself. Um, but I mean, that's like a whole other topic. But just l- even looking at that from when I first started, you know, uh, you know, going entering into college, there wasn't many options, if any. To take a you know entire get an entire degree online, yeah. I think it came while we're in college yeah. and exiting out ten years ago, because mm-hmm. um, it's been ten years since I graduated from my bachelor's degree, right? You gotta think so. It's like add four years. You're almost talking about fifteen years ago. Was did they even offer like a bachelor degree online? I don't think so. They might have had like you could have got like certificates and like yeah, yeah, a random classes. But now you could literally. Am I going to be mad? Oh, the next generation? Are you kidding me? I had to go to an actual classroom. <laughs> no. I'm going to be like, dude, good for you. You know what? Do this and this is what I learned. Do X, Y, and Z. Get, get something under your belt. And then, you know, go after, you know, whatever you think is your life's path. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I already see, because we're, I guess we're just used to technology constantly changing. Yeah. 
So we're constantly changing. Mm-hmm. So we're constantly bored with stuff. That's why they said they get quickly bored. Yeah. Well, look at how we grew up. Like, mm-hmm. this is what you're throwing at us. You know what I mean? We're constantly giving you um, things to, to The only play person with. I could think who's a millennial, Zuckerberg, that created something that is within our era, that completely changes, that generations previous to us and generations before us are enjoying. Yeah. yeah. Connecting with family members you never connected with and friends and long yeah. lost relatives and all that kinds of stuff. And that's made like the, the whole point of class reunions almost obsolete because now yeah. you know what everybody's doing yeah. now when the yeah. point of that was to see, oh, what have you been doing for the past 10 years? Mm-hmm. See, they only, they only involved themselves when there was a benefit. Yeah. It wasn't so they could educate themselves like, oh man, this Facebook thing's cool because I can see and it behooved them to do it. It was like, yeah. oh, I can get something out of it. But if yeah, something they have to learn that has to be through like an experience and they might be uncomfortable with, they're like, eh, I'm out. Right. As for my experience. I mean, right. I can't say that for everybody. Obviously. And that's just one of the main products, uh, you know, like a millennial or whatever it created. Imagine that, which literally completely changed the face of the earth of how we ever communicate forever, forever. Right. Even if that were to shut down tomorrow, still the fact that that's all still in our memory brain yeah, in our uh, memory cells what i was kind of like to piggyback old manny saying it's a saying you can't go and grab all the good stuff you you can't you know what they say like um cherry pick yeah like cherry pick yeah like you can't just grab the good stuff yeah. right and then complain about everything else mm-hmm. and that's what i feel like is doing and in the back of my mind this this whole argument is dumb like even this topic it just makes no sense to me because i want to be i want to <laughs> see other stuff i want to talk like let's yeah. learn something else mm-hmm. it's it's quick it's rapid here's the thing me and my brothers we always go back we love the old school stuff we like muscle cars i love going back and watching i love history i watch like i was just saying i was watching mm-hmm. documentaries in the 1920s i love that stuff mm-hmm. i'm like looking back and saying oh man you know they had it so yeah. hard Phew, l- lucky them <laughs> you know what i'm saying or they had it easy I can I can reverse this whole entire thing. Oh well, you lived a simple life. My life is complicated. You forced technology on me. I had to do it if I lived in America. That's the way it is. Yeah. Can't, couldn't I flip that entire argument, saying I was for I was unfortunately born here, and now mm-hmm. I have to deal with this. And meanwhile, you're telling me it's my fault for the what I'm producing. Yeah. How does that even make sense? That's that's like I can't say that to you. I can't say you produced barely anything, dude. What were you guys doing? You produced a toaster in your era, right? That's a joke to us now, but back then that was a big deal. Actually, there's an article saying this is the greatest technology that would ever be built ever again. Oh yeah, and then when the microwave came out, it was like, oh yeah. my god, yeah, yeah. So that to me, that's why I'm so open, and the way technology has been, you know, even just the last ten years. You're so open to what's next. I'm like, yeah, literally anything's possible. Who knows what they're going to come out. It's going to be some virtual reality thing and some other third dimension of life that I'm in but not in and yeah. live living multiple lives. <laughs> and like, so I see that already happening and it's not here. It might be here and we just haven't released it yet. But I actually feel that way. Well, I mean, there is like augmented reality and they right. are like per, like very early virtual reality stuff that, right. that is actually happening. So right. who knows what the heck. Yeah, like I said. Who knows? Other worlds going on and you're open to that right um i also think that we hit a point where being provocative is so like a norm now where back then it was very um they interviewed kids after an elvis concert and there were so many ticked off people that he like his dance moves were provocative oh yeah um and it was like all the guys were like that that shouldn't be that shouldn't be doing they shouldn't let him dance like that there's girls here there's young girls here and, and whatever when i'm not saying it's good or bad but i'm saying if you look at what is being done now like it's almost like out the window like well you expect that you expect to see something crazy someone saying something crazy it's so it's it's been so penetrated already yeah well you need what you but you Mm -hmm. need to you need to awaken the senses right so you get desensitized to the things that you continue to see so you got to take that next step that next step so yeah it's only going to get progressively well, worse. Depending or, on how you see yeah, it. Yeah, depending on how you see it. Worse or let's just say different. You know what I mean? Right. So. And I, I think it's all in prep. Like how you prep. Now it's like we know anything's literally anything's possible. Mm-hmm. So when yeah. we're coaching or teaching our kids, we're preparing them for the nutty stuff that could possibly happen. Not saying it's good. Not saying it's bad. Yeah. Just there's a possibility X, Y, and Z. So we, you know, we're protective in a different way now. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, back then you you didn't have to steal, uh, you know, someone's cell phone from them. You didn't have to take your kid's cell phone from them because you were scared of like a predator. Yeah, 
right? You, we have that stuff that we have to deal with. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You also gave us problems, mm-hmm. right? Every generation gives the the following generation an issue. I'm not, and we're not perfect, so we're obviously going to give the, the next generation an issue. Uh, but an issue, as in meaning something that we created, is going to have some level of like kickback. Oh, sure. Um, just like we're dealing with an interesting part of the world evolving because it's like you said half our childhood was you know the outside and then the inside uh playing with the new technologies but back then it wasn't computers it was just video games and then you that was the end of that somebody lost and for us we just got out and we wanted to be outside anyway where now i could see someone being inside and why they would be inside they're getting completely entertained by this little thing so now we got to change our parenting methods it's not being mad saying oh all you guys do is stay inside okay well you're also the parent you're complaining about my generation but you were also my parent yeah. So you created the beast that you're complaining about. But and, and to your point too is that the whole thing now too, you can be in your room but still connecting to twenty yeah. other people at the same right. time in your you know through a console or through a computer or whatever. Exactly. Like I saw like I saw a meme. It was by obviously a baby boomer to put up. It was like a bunch of bikes like thrown out on the side or whatever. On there's like glad I grew up in this era and not this one. Is like a bunch of teens like sitting next to each other on their cell phones or whatever. Mm-hmm. I said, like, did you do you really? Do you really wish that? Or is that just like kind of like what you're saying? It kind of bothers you that, you know, the kids actually might or having a great time. Luxury, more luxury life than you did. Um, Because if we're healthier now, right, they're saying, oh, well, no, they're healthier then. They might have ate better stuff, but we're way more conscious and know more about the human body now than it was, you know, even 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. So we know what we're supposed to do. I'm not saying everyone's executing it. Obviously not, but neither did they in the past. Just like back then. Um, you know, if you want to get like all technical on health and stuff. Back then, you could smoke in the house, right? Yeah. The baby boomers are smoking and blowing smoke in their kid's face. Well, but then they're, you know, and now they put it completely, you know, warnings of tobacco yeah. cancer. And we're learning all this stuff about, you know, the causes of all these, all these habits that was done. Um, Wasn't doctors recommending cigarettes and stuff? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, just all kinds of interesting stuff that was in what they were eating like chemicals mm-hmm. and, oh, sure. and compounds or whatever that probably wasn't the best um but that's part of the growing process that's part of the learning process it's just like the comedian bill burr just said the other day he's like wow these doctors are getting really good at plastic surgery <laughs> he's like dude there's not a wrinkle there's no crow feet nothing he's like the lady was clearly in her 60s right and he said she had a face of a 25 year old he's like remember he's like remember 20 years ago you could you know, people were getting their faces all botched. Yeah. <laughs> and it's true. It's like, yeah. you could tell someone got work immediately, done. Yeah. yeah, like immediately. Now there's like, uh, I don't know, maybe she has really good genes. Yeah. Or yeah. Pee, right, whatever. Right, right, you know right. what I mean? Um, but just with that, you know, think about how many surgeries they had a botch before they started. Like now they're like somewhat perfecting and it's getting kind of, yeah, you know, exactly. crazy. And they can, they can um, fix those botched ones too. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's even the same thing like, you know, glasses. Now we can get laser eye surgery done, right? Which takes a whole three minutes, right? Um, or you know, now I don't have to wear, wear like an optical lens where I can get, you know, spend five grand and get a surgery really quick, literally mm-hmm. three minutes. Is that, you know, is that is that taking away from your thoughts now it, too? It's almost like, the, I keep going back to resentful and this is what I keep coming, they're like resentful that we have options. Right. Like we're afforded options. You know, it's it's almost looking at like you know the, the kid with no money looking at the kid who you know the rich kid. Yeah. Right. You're mad. You're not mad at him because he has money. You're mad at him because he has options. He has right. opportunities, and we're the generation of opportunities. Basketball all year round, baseball all year round, clinics for this, camps for that. Back then it was like, yeah, hey, you play you play baseball, you play baseball. Right. You know, it was football season, you play football. Now, I mean, you have some. You have you have art classes. You have. You're afforded so many different opportunities. Yeah, clubs for everything. Yeah, you you look back at that generation, and it was I don't know. I guess it was pretty basic. I don't know if those opportunities were there. It seems they like did. they were. It was just for a higher higher class. Now it's like it doesn't matter what class you're in. You can right. have you have you these have opportunities. Right. Um, yeah, and my thing is, it's not even going back. I think it's cool how you grew up. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Like dad, my dad was telling me, like, oh, I was like, you know, eight years old working on a farm. Not saying that that's cool, but I'm saying that's different. Like yeah. that's something that I I would you know didn't do. Mine was different. We were selling at the flea market at the age of eight. Um, so there's like mm. a different. There's I was working, I was doing stuff, um, and that's when it starts to bother me when people start putting on like you know the millennials are lazy. I'm like, all right, well, did you live my life to tell me yeah. that I'm lazy? 
Because I'll, I'll put pound for... If you put me pound for pound, I'll go up against anybody. I'm not going to say I'm going to win every time, but I'll go up against anyone, you know, work-wise. And what my schedule versus your schedule, what we do, how hard you work or whatever you want to call it, happily. And let's see, let's, you know, kind of like a, like a fight, uh, a schedule fight. Um, and I'm not talking about busy either, but that, that's like, that obviously that's like a whole other topic it just drives me crazy because they're, t- they're saying us basically taking advantage of things like technology as lazy. Yeah. Right. So I don't have to write a letter to a friend, put it in, a, run it over to, you know, the mailman and let him get it. And the friend will respond a week and a half later because, or by the time the response, and now I can just send a text and say, yo, what's up? Where are you at? And, you know, are you, that's what you're calling lazy? Or is it someone taking advantage of a, of a technology that was created by you? Yeah. Well, now it's like a shock if you actually get like an actual letter in the mail. Yeah. Like an actual letter. Yeah. Somebody actually wrote you something. As yeah. opposed to just junk mail and packages. I mean, even now with texting, I, I dictate half my stuff. I'm not even actually texting at this point. Oh, you're just talking to it? Yeah, I just talk into it. And obviously, I have to go back because some of the stuff it picks up is just mm. hysterical. And I hope it comes through. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, because you're driving. You can't yeah. text. No, you're so not. you you know, my phone has like the, or my truck has the, the Bluetooth thing. So I'm just, I'm driving and talking and it's like, you see like my cell phone, like, yeah, yeah. send. Even in the fact that I, you have and that you, everyone knows I'm using it because it comes up some jacked up words, but <laughs> you obviously know that I'm driving or busy or something. But yes. wait, wait, what would you like to say to everyone else outside of our generation? If you could impart any wisdom on them is be open to change. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you're, if you are left in your generation saying, oh, that I was the best generation and you're not growing and learning and evolving with the, the, the next generations to follow, you're done. You're stuck. Yeah. Not continue really. to learn. Continue to evolve because your life will be a lot more fulfilled and, and, and happier. You know, you might you can go back and still remember the old days and enjoy those things. And um, there's some, um, some, some morals and some principles and all that fun stuff you learned and can take with you. But continue to evolve. Continue to grow because if not... You're going to be miserable and very resentful. Yeah, because even, it's it's going even faster. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say that even feeds into the well, the dad life question, too. Is like, what are you instilling in your kids? Like, that type of attitude and mentality. Yeah, I didn't even think about that in that sense. Because, I'm, I'm, honestly, they're, he's going to be teaching me. Yeah, and it's yeah. going to be up to me to try to keep, keep up with him. Yeah. You know, think about when your parents, you first got on AOL. Yeah. Who, who are you talking to? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's my the messenger. God. Yeah, when you got AOL, you had your, your, your screen name. You'd start talking, and they were like, how are you doing that? Didn't you just have them at school? Like, did you just talk to them? You know, now they, I know kids that are 11 that text all day long to each other. They yep. just saw each other at school. Meanwhile, they'll text all the way to 9 o'clock at night. Oh, yeah. All right, good night. He's like, what the heck? 11. So, I mean, they're going to teach me, hopefully. Yeah, I'm going to have to try to keep up with them, um, which I'm open to that, and I'll be okay with that. Yeah, for sure. Like, I don't know. For me, I already feel like my son's... Like I, I tell them all the time, you're going to be bigger and better. You're going to be bigger and better. I, I, I genuinely believe that. Sure. And I'm excited for it. Um, and I just, I just think, I, I just think it's just like the common thing. I just, I just think it's a hot topic. I, like I said, I think it's a dumb conversation, but I like, I think not that it's a dumb conversation. I think it's good that there's dialogue. I just think the approach is dumb. It's just, yeah. it's like, it's super critical. It's first of all, and it's, um, uh, hypocritical too because yeah. their parents I'm sure probably did it to them except exactly. we have a bigger mouthpiece because of technology yeah. and now we could all see it on the news we could see it all on our laptops if you're criticizing the millennials we, we just see it more but I'm sure the generation before criticized the baby boomers right yeah. um, I just think we're exposed to it easier we have it's an just, ever it's, easier reach it's, it's yeah it's more readily but, available I mean do we understand as millennials or like I can understand from a baby boomers perspective how they had to pay their dues and we feel like kids coming out of college are expecting to make $75,000 a year. It's like, no, man, there's like steps to this thing, you know? And I feel like that would be annoying as hell to me. Like, oh my God, like this guy thinks he deserves the world. Like, what have you done yet? You just got out of school. Why why do you think you are are to be given all of this? And I feel like that there is some of that in, 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 in the millennials. Like we don't, see paying the dues as kind of a, a, a passage of, of, you know, a, a rite of passage, so to speak. But that might be a, a, a consequence of the baby boomers part of that, too, is that they worked for everything, and then they gave it to their children. And then that's, you know, too. It, that, that, that could be. So then that when be. they go well, out yeah, now. I mean, we can't, 
there something had to have happened where we can't just make that mentality up. Yeah. Right. Something had to happen. They had a, that's a learned thing. So it might not be, you know, from school, but it could be, um, you know, like he's saying, they create the baby boomers is massive when it comes to income and you know how much they're worth and how much they make. So if your kid right says, "Dad, I want a bike," and then two days later, like, "All right, let's wait till Friday," you go to Friday and get get your kid a bike. When maybe when they were kids, the parents didn't have it like that. You got to think their parents went through the Great Depression. Okay, so they're coming from a different mindset. Also, their experience is totally different. We could never get that experience. That's my thing about it. Is like I can't force me at your experience. That makes no sense. I'm here handling my experience while it's you know coming at me. Um, and you're part of the solution. You're also part of the problem, as we all are for everything. Um, but yet, there, I, I wouldn't say everybody's like that, but there is a, a bigger thing. But that it also plays into like the society we live in, like that microwave society to talk. We want it yeah. now. We want it fast. We want it now. Yeah, some kid might come out and was like, yo, I should be making 75 right now. But it's because everything else has been coming that fast. So why wouldn't he think he's coming in? They're calling it entitled. No, that's not being entitled. That's... What their normal thought processes. So you may think, oh, you know, me getting bottled water. Oh, I'm entitled to bottled water. Everything's moving that fast. They like to pick the hot topics, like I say. They like to pick like the big items. Oh, he wants to come out of school and make 75k. Well, the kid also wants to go to the gym and get results really fast. So he's taking up all these supplements and all this stuff that they didn't take before or didn't have available to them before. I just think the results are fast for everything. Um, and so I, I think that goes along with. Everything and it's it's weird because then we get put you, you get kind of put in this weirdo segment that we've been told to you know go to school. See what was implemented on us was an old th- thought process. Yeah. Instead of it being open, like I don't know, like go to school, see if that's what you like, and then see if you can become something out of that. How about become an entrepreneur? How about going yeah. back? There's more entrepreneurs now than there ever was. Uh, so who's lazy? Right, if there's a more people out there making their own business than there ever was before, how's that even lazy? You know what I mean? I just think that terms, you know, tossed around way too much yeah. too. But I just think it's like a lack of understanding of yeah, how everything's been changing so fast that they can't even you can't even grip on one thing because it's a bunch of stuff uh, that you're just like, oh, they're 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 bored with everything. They, you can never satisfy them. How, how could you, right? I mean, if you got to think about it, how could you? If we're constantly getting thrown new stuff all the time, if you just keep getting new stuff, blah, 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 you're like, yeah, you're you going to get bored with the old stuff. Yeah, and you can um, never get used to that thing, so you, you have to constantly change with that. Right. And so the the whole thing with like even school, like they call it the trap. Uh, people say, oh, you got finessed. Uh, you paid, you know, whatever, $75,000 for a four-year degree, you know, um, without a scholarship. And so then, and then you come out, and you're not making, you know, what they they promised us. Yeah. You promised us this. You told us to go to school for four years. We did it. And then you're mad. Oh, look at them complaining. That oh, was, they're complaining. They're yeah. big babies. Oh, no, no. We followed what you told us to yeah. do. You trapped us. You, quote, finessed us. And now you won't let us complain. Now, no, you can't complain. No, no, no. That was the flip side to my argument. You know, they they didn't go to school and have, you know, six-figure debt. And you know, on a twenty-five thousand on a twenty-five thousand dollars salary, you know what I mean? They didn't go through right. that. They didn't. They didn't start the game of life with their shoes tied. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, exactly. And that was going to be the flip side to that. I could yeah. see where the entitled would be like, man, this, this kid thinks he's worth this. Where it's like, well, yeah, buddy, you didn't have a six. You didn't have a mortgage sitting on your back before you even got out of yeah. your parents' house. Right. So there's there's also that perspective as well. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Comparing the two, you could never compare the two. Right. That's why it's like it's always has. To, you have to come to this level of acceptance and then join it. Right. Right. right? Like I was like, all right, I, I have to accept the fact that technology is going to get even crazier. No. Now I have to join whatever the heck he's going to do. I'm sure this kid's going to teach me more than anyone ever will. You know, come into my life. Right. Just because he's already on the cutting edge, he's learning stuff that I, I can't keep up with. That his yeah. little brain's working better, but I'm going to try my best mm-hmm. and laugh. That's why I say, you know, make today an adventure and have fun along the way. That's what my message would be. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's 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 going to go even faster. We've thought technology is moving humming in the last thirty years. It's going to go like quadruple or however. Yeah. You know how fast these exponential. Yeah, I I was I'm not you know smart enough to give you an IT term. However many gigabytes these things operate at, but <laughs> I wish Heck was here. He would have said that. Um, but yeah, and I, I I think that's also same thing with 
the lesson to my kid as I'm, you know, you know, growing up with him. You know, it's like, oh, he needs to grow up. You ever hear that term? Like, your kid mm-hmm. needs to grow up. I think adults need to grow up. Yeah. You just need to grow up again back and remember what it was like to be in that little brain of yours and you thought you knew it all and you didn't. But then at the same time, being open. How many times have you learned something from your kid? You learned a hardcore life lesson from your kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're teaching us already. True. As a generation of teachers, I think there's going to be like these wise beings because um, I think we're, we're the ones actually caught in the middle of this, the crossfire. We've got like, some old school in us and we have some like yeah. we're accepted to a new school and we're kind of get shot at at both ends. They're probably going to be mad at us and they're mad at us and we're sitting here like ducks. Um, but we have to manage both. We have to keep all everybody happy. How about that? How about that view? If you're if you're looking at it that way, because mm-hmm. we know technology and we also know and like old school. You're just old school, and it, don't show me nothing old school. The new generation, right? I mean, obviously there's sev- several people you know who have old souls and whatever, but yeah. I feel like that's where we're at. We're like in the middle. Whoa, whoa, hold up, now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to learn here. I'm like, what are you talking about? What are you doing? How did you get that? Yeah. Um, and we're just like you know. Not clueless, but we're just in the middle of this, yeah. um, and then trying to help along the way. Uh, I think I think we're also part of the answer and and the healing process. You know, you got to wrap up some things there, um, and you got to think about the eras too. When you talk about even just in United States, they also were growing up in you know times of um, real. There's still racism, but heavy stuff oh, when yeah, it sure. comes to racism. So there's a lot of other factors in their minds where that's why they're so strict. That's why they're so hardcore. That's why they're so they have a, a, a not not that it's a negative thing. It's just like a the very you know different and and even when they felt like they maybe tried to be open minded, mm-hmm. they kind of got some backlash. You know what I mean? And it was because of reasons again out of their control. Um, and 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 that's why you have to. That's why I keep going back that this conversation is dumb in the way I'm saying it. Not in oh the whole generation's knuckleheads. When you start putting yourself in those shoes sure. and understanding the baby boomers, understanding why they're saying what they're saying, I get it. But my thing is, don't get hung up there though. Let's let's go. Let's yeah. keep it moving. Let's go with the young bulls. <laughs> we, you know what to say that we we probably bear the heaviest burden. We're the, we're the generation of we're the the unifying generation, bridging the old with the new, and still being open to you know, whatever comes our way. I mean, that's a pretty heavy burden to try to have parents from that generation and have kids from the boomlets and, and, you know, so on. Right. So, I mean, we have to be able to, and I think it's cool to be in that position. We were able to go back and then go forward at the same time and still bridge both the two together. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I just, I think we're going to look, it's one of those things too, even just the example of schooling, I think we're going to look back and like, holy smokes, you paid what, dad, for school? Yeah. You know, by the time he's you know ready to rock and roll, it might be free, or yeah, it might be ways right. around it, sure. uh, yeah. or that might not even be a necessity. Yeah, college would be like, do you want the college? That I don't know. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah I right. don't know. Yeah, it's just that right. it changes so fast mm-hmm. that that might have been a big mistake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. uh, for us, it couldn't be because it's it's you know it's working out. But I'm saying I see it going in another direction already. Like, right. and we're only ten years out. What's the next ten years going to look like? You know what I mean? Twenty twenty seven. What in the world is that going to look like? And people are like, oh, you know, you ever see like old like comics? They're like, oh, in 20, 2001, the, the comic strip is like from like 1980. In 2001, there's going to be astronauts like, or like aliens like walking amongst us. Cars will be flying. And they come up with like all these like crazy. Or a case in point, like the whole Back to the Future thing. Like right. The future is like, you know, flying cars and highways and all this stuff like doesn't exist now at this point. Right. I mean, not yet. Or even like in the 50s, they thought like, yeah, we'll be living on the moon or something. Right. And none of that exists yet, but I mean, it's going towards that direction. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I don't. I don't even. I don't know. I don't. You just don't know. That's the reason why I always say you have to try. Let's understand each other, and then work together, and then. Well, we got a whole other generation, two more generations to raise. You got to think too. Those those um, thoughts and, and and ideas that a baby boomer might be saying you got to think the ones who are going to really run away with the technology is not even the uh us it's going to be the ones after us our kids so those are your grandkids mm-hmm. you got to keep up right because yeah. your your kids are going to mama and papa's house with tablets and all kinds of stuff and they're all yeah. looking at each other like what you can't what you can't communicate with your grandkid right. is that how you want to be yeah 
right? Because you're just blocking a relationship that could be something even grander because you want to say no to new stuff. You're not being open or you're not being receptive to what's going on. Even if you don't like it. Yeah. I, I don't I don't like all that much technology. I appreciate it. I understand it. But I'm going to keep going, you know, and learning more. But I'm not like a, what do you call like a techie uh, who goes like fanatical about this stuff. But I, I like it. I think it's cool. But I have to be open enough. Enough Like our parents have to be open enough. Like when James goes over, my mom has to know he wants to play with, on his tablet or whatever. Um that you have to get beyond of knowing how to turn on and off a TV. Yeah. Right. That technology's past that now. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you have to, you know, like know the intricacies and you have to go take a class. Some people do. Um, I think I just think we have to be. There's so many moving parts that you have to be on your toes. What a time! What a time! What a time to be alive. Absolutely. No, I'm, it's it's fascinating because you keep talking about it and you start thinking about it like, dang, that's true. What about the grandbabies? Now you're just yeah. gonna leave them hanging mm-hmm. because you're mad about. Their parents that you raised. What happens at one time you have to then raise? God forbid, raise your grandchildren. Oh, no. Are you just gonna walk around moping around, complaining about the technology? Like, well, they gotta keep up with the curve. You know what's going on at school or the world. Just go mm-hmm. live in the middle of the woods. Yeah, <laughs> in solitude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So to wrap this thing up, what would you do? Since we're speaking of generations. What generation, era, time period would you like to go back if you could and why? I would love to be a baby boomer. Yeah. <laughs> That's an awesome answer. Uh, why? I would like to be born in the <laughs> 50, in the 50s? No, 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 55 and be 15 going through the 70s. Oh yeah, because I was able to see all the cars, I was able to see all the civil rights, I was able to take all those life lessons and go into uh, without the racism. Let's take that out of it. If that wasn't a thing, but I would, I was, I would be, I would take all those life experiences and then take them to the work world. You know, take that into the workforce where management um, was a big deal. Then, if you got into management, it was like, oh man, you made it. You weren't a line worker. You know what I mean? The the, right. the management or in the, the office job was a big deal, um, and you know I could. I'd like to go there and be be that because they made they made a decent living. Um, that was before mom and dad, you know, mom and dad both worked. There was still a mom at home. You could still have a vacation house. It was kind of simpler in my mind. Who knows? It could it could be the same exact thing if I went back there. But in my mind, that's what it that's what it looked like. Yeah. You know, people were coming together. The hippies were cool. I mean, there was music was was different. You know, there was cultures coming coming together. The Beatles were hot. Things were just <laughs> happening. So living in the 70s, but I'd, I'd want to be 15, and I'd want to live through that whole decade in kind of the prime of your life, mm, young, yeah. energetic, open to things, because things were happening. So that, that I would like to be a baby boomer, born in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, I don't know, I guess it's, well, generation would be a little bit more, I don't know what they would have called, but somewhere between like 19... 20 and like 1935 like that 15 years there um just because there's so much going on between even just like solidifying you know you know who or what america even was Mm -hmm. when it came to like you know the industrial age and all that stuff um but even just like all these people you know like a lot of people like immigrants coming in to you know states like but literally in their mind, like if I could just step foot on this piece right. of land, I made it, you know, to the free world. Um, and just like go and just seeing people like that excitement, I guess wh- whether it was a good experience or a bad one, I would just like take it all in. Mm-hmm. I want to take in the bad too, though. Um, I want to see, you know, like the, you know, like the old original, like the old school gangsters and that whole thing. Um, how that how they got away with stuff with without cameras and without cars driving by. Well, you would have cars driving by, not the kind of cars we have now driving right. by. Um, and and just like feeling the struggle and and actually just sitting there, but then seeing people trying to go through it and make it a better experience. Yeah. Whether it was bad, like being in a gang, or whether it was good, starting your own like shoe repair business mm-hmm. right like some old school com- right. business like that like that is sure. classic and a lot of you know it was a business era 
and obviously, you know, the Great Depression, yet, but you had like the, the roaring 20s in there in that time frame also. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of co- prohibition, a lot of cool stuff. And on my mind, I, I don't mean it like, in a, you know, oh, it's cool because I didn't have to experience it. And I just like the, you know, the theory of it all or the, 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 the glamour of it all, I should say. But I would want to experience that struggle just to see, you know, and I'm like, my gosh, like the technology is nothing, right? Basically, yeah. Yeah. it's simmered down to basically nothing. I mean, you think you got like a couple of light bulbs and that's, you know, it's close maybe to- running water, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Right. So, yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of stuff, um, you know, like I said, like, what are we eating today? I gotta run to the market. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like just a basic thing. What's like the that. butcher have for me? Like, oh, I only got this. And you're like, oh, that's what we're having. Beef tips. Let's let's do it. Yeah, and I I, I don't know. I, I think I would probably probably be something like in like this like wall, working on wall, wall Street or something. It would definitely be like I picture New York in my mind. Mm. Always had picture New York or Philadelphia somewhere, in there. but it's all close in vicinity. Probably take four hours. Like how long would it take to get there on horse? <laughs> you know what I mean? From here. <laughs> It's like stuff you don't. I just anyway. That's why I think I think it's very cool. But I would want to taste the struggle as well because there's a lot of stuff going on when it comes to racism, when it comes to immigrants and business and technology. It's just everything. You you know, that's wild. <laughs> but um, anyone else? Well, I was thinking. Um, what kind of Manny kind of mentioned earlier was like the what kind of when they had like the the era of like the space race and all stuff. What was like that was such like a Kickstarter of advancement of technology that sure. kind of sure the sixties to kind of like um really kind of lead up until because people like America was just like in the need to like be the best so they yeah. they you know they right. really kickstarted advancing technology to get to the point of actually you know making it to the moon and all stuff a lot so. of stuff a lot of stuff happened for the baby boomers yeah maybe that's why they're so like coarse about everything and so like black and white about it it's like you don't know what it's like yeah <laughs> you know what you're right I don't yeah but I mean I still think the argument goes the other way sure 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 goes both ways no doubt goose did you no, just me, just in the same thing like you said, in the 20s, just because, like, well, and it's, I kind of go with, um, just with my passion of cutting hair, that era, time frame, like, barbers got suited and booted to cut hair, and the the guys that were going into Wall Street came in in suits and ties to get their hair cut and get their shoes polished, and, like, so for me, that time and era in my industry that I'm in now, I, I would love to experience it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was just... I don't know. It was. I don't think the hair the hairstyles then too were very simple. But it was just like use the greasers and stuff like that. Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. Was just, as opposed to now, there's so many different styles and everyone has like their own different like personality. Right. Most everyone you walk down the street, their hair was either slicked back or parted back in the day. Right. Sure. And it was like either if your hair was parted, you mean like a businessman. Right. So, and then obviously it just yeah, like that whole I didn't like I don't want to go through like the whole like that time of, of everything when everything like downfall but and then uh yeah i guess that's when barbering kind of became barbering because right. before that barbers were like almost like a like a doctor kind of you would get yeah like a surgeon and then that's when barbers became their own thing and men got together and that's and then after that kind of everything i don't know i feel like that whole industry fell down like from like the seventies, like the hipsters, or where Manny wants to the that's right. I want the, the long hair long and curly hair and stuff. Afros, so bro. that whole yeah, the whole the seventies and eighties, the barbering kind of fell out, and then that's when. Not thinking about a hairstyle was terrible back then. Yeah, I guess there wasn't. That was their style, the, right? The they were hippies and they weren't taking baths. That's probably why. Yes, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. I think every every doesn't matter. Every generation has their has the pros and the cons. Sure. Um, all right, so there you have it, folks. Millennials. Uh, we're going to wrap this episode up with two quotes. The first quote is by Audi Cornish. It seems like the millennial generation is a little bit of a cultural punching bag. And the second quote is by Kabir Seagal. Gone is the day where you work at a job for 30 years and retire. Millennials jump around and switch careers. I think it's important for CEOs to highlight career mobility within a company so that employees don't get bored and continue to be stimulated. Um, So he's talking about basically uh, role transitions within the same corporation and having, you know, getting people experience on each thing. It's interesting being, even myself being a manager, having to know every role that your department Oh sure. Has mm-hmm. each staff member, 
And you want that is very interesting to me because it's like I said, that's how my mind operates anyway. Mm-hmm. Just seeing little every day is like it's fascinating. Um, so and I I think that everyone should on some level experience that, and then you could actually appreciate how each individual role kind of helps you know for obviously the greater good so to speak yeah it makes you understand the big picture at all times exactly so there you have it folks millennials in this episode the crew dives into an array of interesting hot topics we discuss being a millennial technology education and society we talk about how we grew up our views and our overall approach on life as a millennial we wrap the episode up with quotes from audi cornish and kabir Segal. thanks again for joining us Guys, don't forget to visit the website, jimmyleevelez.com. Follow the blog. If you have any inquiries or questions you would like for us to answer on a future episode, uh, just email us at info at jimmyleevelez.com. And on behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. And until next time, adios. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Thank you for the love and support. We truly do hope you enjoyed the views.